Hello, beautiful. This is Reverend Jennifer Hadley, and the recording you're about to listen to is part of the Living a Course in Miracles teleclass. Our intention in offering this class is to give you clear tools and practices that you can use to align with love every day in every area of your life. No one can do your healing for you. You must decide to choose love in every moment to the very best of your ability. Remember, miracles occur naturally as expressions of love. Intend to live a miraculous life of love and share the benefits of your healing and your expansion with everyone because you're one with them. Please pause the recording before the class starts and write down your intention in listening to the class. Partner up with your own higher Holy Spirit self. And please go to jenniferhadley.com for more tools and practical loving support every day. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the class. Perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah, take a deep breath, everyone. Yes, take a deep breath. Here we go. Well, you know, I think, first of all, we should point out that um, certainly uh, the great teaching aid of uh, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's great teaching tool in A Course in Miracles is forgiveness. And I think it's easy to take that for granted or even overlook it. I mean, I know people who have been studying the Course for 10 years who don't really know that forgiveness is uh, you know, the big teaching tool of the Holy Spirit, once you realize it, then you see it everywhere in the Course. You know, you see it all through the Course. But I think uh, there is such uh, unconscious resistance to doing it that the ego will go to almost any length uh, to get you away from practicing forgiveness. Because if you could uh, practice forgiveness uh, coming from a place of being a cause in the world instead of being at the effect of it, which is a totally different thing. It's like night and day. If you could do forgiveness, uh, like the Course teaches, when it says this is a course and uh, cause and not effect, uh, then it, it changes everything because now you're not a victim. You know, the world is is not being done to you, which would make you a victim, which would mean that forgiveness is not really justified. Why? Because they really did it. You know, and if they really did it, then it's real, and forgiveness is not justified, and anger would be justified. Gary? Uh, yeah? Do you mind if I just uh, invoke the Holy Spirit for all of us? And, sure. Uh, just, just I always do that for myself before yeah. I start, but uh, for everyone, sure. Yeah, let's, let's do it for everyone. So I'm just going to invite everyone to take a breath, as we just did, and I'm going to invite everyone to also place your hand on your heart and remember that we are heart-centered beings because we are one with love, with love itself. We are expressions of divine love, and we are grateful and we are thankful right now to be the two or more who are gathered in the name and the nature of the Christ presence, and we throw ourselves open to true forgiveness, to deep healing and lasting transformation. What I know for each and every one of us is that as we listen to Gary, as we listen to the Holy Spirit, we are even now having a profound healing. We are available for letting go of anything that no longer serves us, any unforgiveness, any resentment, any regret, any hurt, any fear, doubt, worry, blame, shame. We're giving it all to the Holy Spirit to let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting. We are grateful and thankful in this moment now to be joined together for a holy purpose. And in gratitude, we let it be and say, Amen. And I just want to add one more thing to that, Gary, before you continue, mm-hmm. and that is that so we've got this eight-week series. This is our first class, and our theme this time is true healing and lasting transformation. 
And having this first class, true forgiveness, this is the foundation which all of our physical, emotional, mental, spiritual healing rests, that our financial healing, every kind of healing we could possibly desire for ourselves rests on our practice of forgiveness. And so you're our expert in this, and you've done so much forgiveness work yourself, and you have been so helpful to me and to so many people in really learning how to have a living practice of forgiveness because it's one thing to study a course in miracles and it's an entirely different thing to apply it and live it day by day and that's what you are so brilliant at helping us understand and break it down so i just wanted to get because there will be a lot of people listening to this class who aren't familiar with the course in miracles maybe aren't familiar with you even gary and so just giving that foundation of why we're starting with true forgiveness why it's so valuable to us so back to that's you. cool and thank you for those uh, lovely comments i appreciate it uh I think what I'm trying to uh, emphasize is the difference between being at the effect, because if you're at the effect and they really did it, then uh, it's not true forgiveness, even if you do practice forgiveness. You know, the way that the world uh, thinks about forgiveness, well, you know, I'm forgiving you because you really did something. Uh, The only problem with that is that it makes it real to your own mind. Right. You know, it makes it true for you. Uh, you know, every, every now and then I get an email from someone and they will list, uh, you know, the 25 worst things that they think are true about me. <laughs> and, you know, and that's then, what friends are for. I, I'm sorry. I, 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 I didn't think you'd tell anyone I did that, but no, go ahead. That's Just okay. Kidding. And, uh, you know, then at the end of the email, after they <laughs> list all these things that they have found uh, lacking in you, then they will say, oh, but I forgive you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. And uh, it's like the way that A Course in Miracles puts it is, well, no, you have made it real, and so you cannot forgive it. Mm. Yeah, that's why uh, the Course says, you know, do not make the error real. Do mm-hmm. not make it true. Instead of giving truth uh, to our illusions, we are asked to bring our illusions to the truth. You know, uh, give our illusions up to the Holy Spirit and take on the Holy Spirit's interpretation of the world instead. So there's one kind of forgiveness, which the Course calls uh, forgiveness to destroy, where you're saying, okay, uh, you really did it, and uh, I'm forgiving you, and I'm better than you because I'm more spiritual, so I'm going to forgive you. But you're just making it real to yourself in your own mind because of the way that the mind works, which I'm... You know, I'm not going to go into in detail except to point out that somewhere down deep in your mind, you get to the point where we all have the same mind. You know, the reason that every mind is joined is because ultimately there's only uh, one mind. Uh, Carl Jung was right. You know, I mean, he called it the collective unconscious. But if it's collective, then eventually, if you get down deep enough, there's just one of us. And that mind knows that. You know, that mind knows that there's just one of us. So, uh, you know, knowing that, the mind will interpret what you are thinking about somebody else to actually be about you. Uh, It has to, because there isn't really anybody else. Not really. That's all a trick of the ego. You know, the ego wants you to think that there's something out there that is real. Because if it's real, you're at the effect of it. If you're at the effect of it, then you can be hurt by it. You can be hurt by this world. You know, you can be affected by this world if it's all real. And if you're uh, an individual, then uh, you can be, you know, hurt by other people. You can be made to feel bad. You can even be hurt physically, which is why the ego goes to such great length uh, to convince you that you're a body. You know, that's like the ego's number one game plan. You know, you're a body because if you're a body, the whole system of of separation is true. You know, so that's uh, one way of looking at it, where you're at the effect of it. The Holy Spirit would say, wait a minute, Uh, you're not a victim of the world, you see, which is one of the workbook lessons uh, in the Course. I'm not a victim of the world I see. Uh, The Course says the secret of salvation is but this, that you are doing this to yourself. 
you know, so uh, the world is not being done to you. Uh, the world is actually being done by you, which means that now you can put yourself in a position of power. Uh, now you can look at the world as though it's actually coming from you because it's being projected by the unconscious mind. It doesn't matter that you can't see your unconscious mind. It's like when you go to a movie theater, you don't keep looking back at the projector. You, know, you look at the screen. Right. Well, uh, the screen is an illusion. But you don't think of it that way. You get sucked into the story, and you, and you think that it's all true. And uh, here's the Holy Spirit saying, no, you're not the movie. Uh, you're the projector that the movie is coming from. And if the world is being done by you, then you're not a victim. And if you're not a victim, then forgiveness is justified. You know, So now, instead of being unjustified, because they really did it, uh, forgiveness is justified because you did it. Not that you've really done something, but it it looks like you've made something that happened and you falsely believed that it was true. So All it, forgiveness it being, is self forgiveness. Yeah, absolutely. I mean there's just one of us, you know, so it would have to be that way. And uh if if it's true that it's being done by you, now forgiveness is justified and as the course specifically says, uh anger is never justified. Why? Because you're the one who is doing it. So, you know, if you're getting angry at anything, you're getting angry at yourself. But uh, anger is never justified. Now, grant you, the Course doesn't say that you'll never get angry. Uh, in fact, I can pretty much guarantee you that you will. Uh, the difference is now you know that it's not justified, and the sooner that you remember that, the less you'll suffer. You know, the quicker you'll get over it. Uh, the better you'll get at practicing true forgiveness, which forgives uh, your brothers and sisters not because they've really done something. It forgives them because they haven't really done anything because you're the one who made them up in the first place. So uh, the Course says that uh, forgiveness recognizes what you thought your brother did to you has not occurred. It does not pardon sins and make them real. It sees there was no sin. And in that view, are all your sins forgiven? And uh, I might add that only in that view are all your sins forgiven because of, of the way that we just described that the mind works. Uh, your mind is going to interpret anything that you think about another person to actually be true about you. So uh, there's this very important law of the mind that I like to point out uh, in the Course. At one point, Jesus says, as you see him, you will see yourself. And it must be pretty important, because then he says, never forget this. You know, he says, uh, in that person, you will either find yourself or lose yourself. You know, so whatever you're thinking about another person is going to you, and uh, it gets worse, actually, because it will determine how you feel about yourself. You know, people are actually setting themselves up right now uh, as to how they're going to feel about themselves, and then ultimately the way that you think about other people. If it's true that as you see him, you will see yourself. You are even uh, establishing your own identity. Yeah. You know, and in that final section, Jews once again says uh, you, you, you will establish your own identity as you will see it and believe that it is. Yeah. So to expand it just a little bit, uh, we know how the ego thinks. The ego thinks in terms of separation always. That's why the body is so important uh, to the ego. It's like the great symbol of separation. And I'm not saying that uh, you shouldn't uh, have a good time and enjoy the body and, and yep. uh, enjoy the world. Uh, in fact, there's a, an irony here because as you practice the kind of forgiveness that we're talking about, the Holy Spirit is healing the unconscious mind. The Holy Spirit is taking care of the big part of the jaw that you can't see. You know, So you do your part which is uh, to practice forgiveness because uh, the Course says uh, the sole responsibility of the miracle worker is to accept the atonement for himself. And the Course also says the means of the atonement is forgiveness. So if the means of the atonement is forgiveness, then that means that really that's your only responsibility in this whole thing, is to practice the kind of forgiveness that uh, the Course is teaching, not as a victim, 
but from a position of power where you realize that nothing in the world can hurt you unless you give it the power to do so. Uh, there's nobody in this world who can make you feel bad. You know, there's nobody in this world who can hurt you unless you give that person the power to do that. And with uh, true forgiveness, what we're doing is we're taking that power back. And we're saying, no, you can't affect me. And the way the Course puts it at one point, uh, it says it denies the ability of anything not of God to affect you. Mm. You know, so now you're moving into the realm of Jesus. Now, now you're mm. moving into a place where he's saying, no, there's nothing in this world that can hurt me. That's why he was fearless. Because he realized that he could not be hurt, that what he really was could not even be touched by anything in this world. It's something that is immortal. It's invulnerable and totally fearless. Now, grant you that's a very high place uh, to be coming from, and when you get to that point, uh, you'll be like Jesus. And but, uh, he says, Gary, don't, you know, the, don't you think you can't get to that point until you're willing to do this work? So if if we have unforgiveness, so we're holding on to resentments and blame and these kinds of things, then we are more interested in what we think than what's true, what the truth is. Right. So we're we're totally blocked from the expansive awareness of Jesus because we're totally obsessed with what we're thinking. Sure. So our opinions, uh, the, our judgments. Yeah, so uh there are two things about that. We are blocked and, and what is blocking us is the ego. And what the course does with this kind of forgiveness if you persevere, and this is a discipline, yep. and it takes time, yep. but if you persevere and practice this kind of forgiveness, then what it does is it undoes the ego, which is why the Course says salvation is undoing. Uh, as you practice true forgiveness, the Holy Spirit is actually undoing the ego for you, and uh, that's a brilliant approach because if you could undo the false you, which is the ego, then eventually the real you would be all that's left. Yeah. So, and the real you is exactly the same as Jesus. The real yeah. you is this perfect spirit uh, that is really exactly the same as God. It's not just part of it. It's not a, an individual thing. Uh, it's it's something that is exactly the same as God, which means that it would be all of it. It would mm-hmm. be that awareness of perfect oneness that the Course is talking about when it describes uh, heaven. You know, when you get up to the level of spirit, uh, these words become synonymous, whether it's Jesus or heaven or spirit or Holy Spirit or God or whatever you want to call it. It's a perfect oneness. And, uh, you know, that's the real you that you will get to eventually if you can undo the false you, which is why, uh, you know, kind of like salvation is undoing and the means of that is forgiveness. So it all kind of, kind of like fits together as you do one thing. Uh, the Holy Spirit is actually healing the mind. There is guilt that we don't know about that's in the mind. You know, people are in touch with uh, some of their guilt on a conscious level. But most of this, uh, you know, stuff that's hidden in the unconscious mind uh, can only be healed by the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit can see everything. And all that we see with perception is a little speck of uh, time and space. You know, so we're not getting the big picture, but the Holy Spirit can see everything that ever happened. Uh, the Holy Spirit actually figured out uh, from the end of time, you know, if you go to uh, workbook lesson number 169, you know, by grace I live, by grace I am released, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus starts getting into all, you know, this esoteric stuff about time and how the Holy Spirit looked back with you uh, from the end of time and figured out what would be the best time for you to awaken. And uh, I tell people, look, if you're into this kind of stuff, you know, if you're into A Course in Miracles, and if you're into, you know, true forgiveness, and all that, that's pretty strong evidence that this is your time. Yeah. You know, that's pretty strong evidence that this is the time for you to be doing the work. And, yeah, I mean, that work could uh, take a lifetime. But when you think of the thousands of lifetimes that people have, uh, I wouldn't say lived, but I would say, uh, the way the Course describes it is you are reviewing mentally that mm-hmm. which has already gone by, which is, you know, very much like a definition of a movie. Uh, it's very much like watching a movie. 
once again, the question is, who are you going to watch that movie with? Are you, are you going to watch it with the Holy Spirit, which is saying something totally different than the ego? Or are you going to watch it with the ego that talks about uh, the reality of separation and they really did it, which means that, uh, you know, sin, guilt, and fear are all true. They're all real. And uh, that's the way that most of the world thinks. Uh, we live in a country that is very rooted in judgment and punishment, which is why uh, we have the, you know, highest percentage of our population uh, incarcerated than any other country in the world. And uh, it's just amazing. In fact, uh, I forgot to mention earlier, but I just wanted to mention that I participated in this book called uh, Letter to a Prisoner, mm. uh, which uh, my buddy Joe Wolf, mm. uh, you know, he uh, has this program called Spirit Light Outreach, and he's always uh, getting these books to prisoners, uh, Course in Miracles, The Disappearance of the Universe, uh, other books. And I, I participated in this book because... Uh, it's kind of like very freeing to these people who are incarcerated. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a great program. So I encourage people to, to look up that book, uh, Letter to a Prisoner. And I'll have it at, at uh, the recommended reading page of my website uh, very soon, probably within a couple of weeks. And uh, it's a great thing. And, uh, you know, you can forgive no matter where you are, no matter what your circumstances are, because when you're coming from a place of cause instead of effect, uh, your happiness and your peace of mind is no longer dependent on circumstances. Uh, most people in the world will not, uh, you know, really get that it shouldn't matter what happens. And uh, right. that is heresy to the ego. Yes. You know, the ego thinks, oh, it's very important what happens. Yeah. And it's very important how my life goes, and it's very important that I get what I want, and it's very important that I do this and that I do that, and uh, that I put it all together, and I have this house and this wife and this husband or, or whatever. And, uh, you know, what if it didn't matter? You know, uh, what if your happiness and your peace of mind was not dependent on what goes on in the world? Uh and by the way, if your happiness and your peace of mind are dependent on what's uh, going on in the world, you're in trouble. Because the only <laughs> thing that you know for sure about this world is that it's going to change. <laughs> you know, it is not going to stay the same. So even if you do put it all together, you know, and you, even if you do get everything that you want, and, you know, good luck with that. I mean, I don't, I don't have any problem with anybody being successful or, or having a good time or making money or you know, enjoying the body or anything like that. I do that myself. You know, I'm just saying, if your happiness is dependent on that, you're in trouble because it's going to change. And what is good today is probably going to be bad in a while because that's what the world does. It keeps going in and out of balance, you know, changing, going from good to bad, from bad to good, and uh, that's all it's ever going to do. So what we want to do is we want to get to a point where our happiness and our peace of mind and our strength uh, is not dependent on what is happening in the world, where we can be happy and peaceful regardless yep. of what's happening in the world. And that's real spirituality. You know, most spirituality nowadays, it's about, it's really more like a, a self-help thing. You know, spirituality is kind of like drifted off into self-help. Now, I don't have anything uh, against self-help, you know, I remember uh, even, you know, yeah. back in the 80s, I was, you know, I was into books like Think and Grow Rich, which is kind of like the, uh, you know, the, the father of all uh, self-help books. And, uh, you know, and that's where stuff like The Secret came from and, and The Law of Attraction and all that. It's all derivative. And it's like, um, you know, that, that's fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is that real spirituality uh, is about, you know, being happy, peaceful, strong, uh, regardless of what happens in the world, regardless of whether you're rich or poor, uh, regardless of whether you're healthy or sick. Uh, it's not dependent on those things. And, uh, you know, people have uh, confused the self-help movement so much with spirituality that they actually believe that it's more spiritual to be rich than it is to be poor. You know, and, you know, it's all a fad. 
you know, because 150 years ago it was considered more spiritual to be poor. <laughs> well, and it you know, places the emphasis on the body and the external sure and manifesting stuff versus recognizing that everything is already within us. The kingdom is pre-installed, and if we're focusing out there in the world, we're we're missing all the opportunity for the healing. That is so true. And uh, speaking of the body, you know, people also assume that it's more spiritual to be healthy than it is to be sick. But what if the body isn't real? Then neither one is true. Right. You know, and, and real spirituality is beyond the body. You know, it's beyond this world. Uh, I love uh, that quotation from the Forgotten Song. You know, in the chorus is beyond the body, beyond the sun and stars, you know, past everything you see and yet somehow familiar is an arc of golden light that stretches as you look into a great and shining circle. You know, and all the circle fills with light before your eyes. The edges of the circle disappear, and what is in it is no longer contained at all. You know, then it goes on to say, uh, this is the vision of the Son of God, Mm. whom you know well. Uh, Here is the sight of him who knows his father. You know, here is the memory of what you are. Uh, It's kind of like, you know, that's spiritual sight, and it's it's a way of uh, thinking. It's like an attitude. At one point, and this is so true of true forgiveness, at one point the Course says, everywhere the Holy Spirit looks, he sees himself. You know, so what the Holy Spirit uh, does, and and if we want to have spiritual sight, we want to think the way that the Holy Spirit thinks. And uh, as the Course says, everywhere the Holy Spirit looks, he sees himself. So what does that mean? It means that even though the body's eyes, which is really, in the, even the body's eyes are in the mind, even your own body is in your mind. There's no such thing as a body. And you were never <laughs> in a body, but uh, that's a little esoteric for, for some people. Mm-hmm. But it's like uh, everywhere the Holy Spirit looks, he sees himself. What the Holy Spirit does is the Holy Spirit overlooks the body. The Holy Spirit thinks outside of the box. You know, the Holy Spirit looks uh, past the body to what that person really is. And what that person really is, is this perfect spirit that is exactly the same as God. And if it's true that as you see him, you will see yourself. If you're thinking like the Holy Spirit, you know, if, if you meet somebody, and the Course says, whenever you meet someone, remember, it's a holy encounter. You know, in that person, you will either find yourself or lose yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, there are a lot of people out there every day losing themselves. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have uh, normal relationships. You should, because that's where you're going to find your forgiveness opportunities anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's like, at some point, you want to remember the truth. You want to overlook the body the way that Jesus did. Even though he had normal relationships, he had friends, uh, he was married. He knew how to have a good time. But at some point, he always knew who the other person really was and that they weren't a person, that they weren't a body, that what they really are is this perfect spirit. And if you think of people that way, then your unconscious mind uh, cannot help but get the message that that's what you are. And it will literally change your experience. You know, it will uh, change your experience from the experience of being a separate body, you know, uh, from the experience to being God, which is what you really are, exactly the same as God. And the Course says, you know, you look at all this lack that people are feeling in the world. The Course says that a sense of separation from God is the only lack you really need correct. You know, so, you know, we think that we're uh, lacking because we don't have money or we don't have enough money or we're not going to have enough money for our retirement or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that's not why we're feeling lack at all. Right. The real reason that we're feeling lack is this sense of separation from God. And if you could undo that one real lack, then you'd always feel abundant. You know, and it wouldn't matter if you had uh, $3 million or $3. Right. You know, you would always feel abundant, you know, and you'd never feel lack. And that's the place of strength because it's no longer dependent on what's going on around you or or appearances or the way that things appear uh, to be. 
and you know people are so rooted because they think their bodies it, it, they're so rooted in how it looks you know it's so important to everybody what it looks like you know do i look like i'm doing good what do people think about me mm-hmm. you know uh what are they going to say appearances you know, and, uh, yeah it's all about uh these false appearances and uh what the course is saying is that none of these appearances are true uh that uh, the reason that there is no order of difficulty in miracles is because uh, one thing can't be bigger or harder than another if neither one is true. You know, so now you can forgive anything because it's all equally untrue, and you can look past the illusion, like the Holy Spirit, and think in terms of spirit and see yourself everywhere. And uh, the only thing is, it has to apply to everybody. You know, you can't withhold it from somebody. Yeah or else it's not uh, true, which is why the Course says uh, to have all, give all to all. You know, in, in your spiritual sight, you're giving the gift of spirit, of, of being exactly the same as God, uh, to everybody equally, whether you like them or not. You know, uh, even if you know some politician comes on the TV screen who you can't stand, you know, you still think of that person as being beyond the body. You know, and you understand after a while, that yes, that person may believe that that's what they really are. You know, doctors believe that they're really doctors. You know, race car drivers believe that they're really race car drivers. You know, but they're not. What they really are is something that is eternal, that cannot shift or change. And the only thing that can shift or change are illusions, Uh, which is why the Course says whatever is true is eternal and cannot change or be changed. Well, that narrows it down quite a bit because uh, there isn't much in this world, you know, that doesn't shift or change. In fact, I don't think there's anything in this universe that doesn't shift or change, which is why reality is something that is bigger than the universe, which is why you are something yeah. that is actually bigger than the universe of time and space. You know, we've made ourselves uh, feel and look very small. But what is it that does that? It's the idea of separation. You know, it's all based on separation. So, you know, if you have a whole, you know, that's all of it, you know, this oneness, and and the word, you know, holy comes from the word whole, and, you know, you have this oneness, well, then you're all of it. You have everything. It's no such thing as lack, no such thing as opposites, no divisions or separations. But then if you have a a division of some kind, then all of a sudden you're smaller, you know, because you're not all of it. And if you keep dividing it and subdividing it, and then you appear to get smaller and smaller. So all of a sudden now uh, we appear to be these very small people in this very big universe. The truth about us is that what we really are cannot even be contained by this universe. You know, what we really are is bigger than the universe of time and space. And we simply, uh, Infinite. you know, yeah, yeah, we've kind of like lost touch with our reality and kind of like what the course does is it uh puts Humpty Dumpty back together again. Yes. You know, it said you know, the poem may say, you know, they couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. But uh you know, of course miracles doesn't believe in limitation. You know, and uh I think the course would say that you can put Humpty Dumpty back together again by practicing forgiveness because as you undo separation you are literally uh becoming a whole again. Yes. And uh, you can actually start to experience that. I mean, you know, uh, my experience of myself, uh, I started practicing the Course, well, the end of the year will make uh, 20 years that I've been uh, wow. doing the Course, because that's when I was uh, first right. uh, in- introduced to it by uh, Arden and Persa in a very unconventional way. And uh, and I did not even know about A Course in Miracles until then. And uh, without them and without the disappearance of the universe, and uh, their teachings, I would have never understood. Hey, Gary, America. I'd like to, to bring something up there. Um, uh, first of all, I want to share with everyone who's listening that if you haven't read Disappearance of the Universe, I I say that A Course in Miracles is my favorite book, but Disappearance of the Universe is the most important book I ever read because it activated certain things in me because I had these beliefs about the nature of the universe that I did not see written down anywhere. And I saw them written down in Disappearance of the Universe. 
and it activated something in me. It made me feel as though I wasn't losing my mind or crazy. I didn't have to hold it in secret anymore, and that was a huge relief for me. And so if you haven't read Disappearance of the Universe, I'm really encouraging you to begin reading it. It is a a real life changer, and it is a huge door opener to moving beyond an intellectual understanding of A Course in Miracles into a practical application of it. And to that end, I I would like to ask you a couple of questions to, to illustrate some things particularly in reference to disappearance of the universe because one of so our topic our theme in this 8 weeks is true healing lasting transformation and Gary anyone who reads disappearance of the universe and or has read it and is listening to you now can tell that you have had true healing you've had lasting transformation you are a living testimony to it and I also want to give a, a specific thing around how practical this forgiveness work is. So in there's a wonderful example in Disappearance of the Universe. I'd love to have you tell us the story because I, I point to it all the time in my classes, and I ask every one of my students in my classes to, to read Disappearance of the Universe because it's so helpful to them. And the, the, the story is it relates to healing and forgiveness and the difference that it makes in your life in why it's such a practical tool. It's not airy-fairy. It is such a practical tool. It gives practical results. So you started practicing the forgiveness, and you really got on the forgiveness bandwagon, and it wasn't easy for you, but you became determined to really walk the talk, really be the living example in your own life, not to impress anyone else, but just on your own, doing your own deep practice, confronting the unforgiveness day by day, example by example, moment by moment, you know, your your judgments are coming up, your resentments are coming up, and you're working with each and every one of them one by one. And then you had that experience where you went to the movies, and you had two movies that you could have seen. And to me, that whole story, I'm going to invite you to tell that story and explain why it's so important to understand. You do the forgiveness work, you your life will begin to get so much better. Yes, uh, that's really true. And I think that it comes back to uh, what it says right at the beginning of that last section in uh, the text. Uh, it says, you know, trials are but lessons presented once again. So the way you made a faulty choice before, yeah. uh, now you can make a better one and mm-hmm. let's escape all the pain that your previous decision has brought to you. Uh, as you do this, uh, as you practice forgiveness, uh, I mentioned that the Holy Spirit is taking care of the big part of the job that you can't see. And uh, you see this actually very early in the text. The Course talks about things like uh, the Holy Spirit uh, collapsing time. Uh, As you learn certain lessons, certain forgiveness lessons, and complete that forgiveness lesson, you are not doomed to continue to repeat it over and over again. Uh, The Holy Spirit is actually moving you along in time faster than you would have gotten through the whole thing. It's kind of like you're leapfrogging through time. And as a result of that, there will be uh, lessons that you had to learn that you no longer have to learn because you've been practicing forgiveness. Uh, and uh, the Course also says in its first 50 miracles principles that the miracle, which is forgiveness, uh, but it's the kind of forgiveness that we've been talking about, not the kind of forgiveness where you're at the effect, the kind of forgiveness where you're at cause. That is uh, the miracle in A Course in Miracles. And I think that the reason that Jesus called it A Course in Miracles was because he wanted to change the definition of a miracle from something that happens out in the world, which is the effect, Thank you. to something that happens in the mind, mm-hmm. which is the cause. And at the same time, yes, there may be sometimes uh, things that you can observe in the world that are a result of that change of mind. But the real miracle always starts and takes place in the mind. And uh, that day when I went to the movies, this was back in the 90s when most of those uh, conversations uh, in the disappearance of the universe happened because uh, you can see in the book that it takes place over a period of about nine years. 
mm-hmm. uh, from about the end of 92 to the end of about 2001, uh, right after the uh, World Trade Center. And uh, it's like I went to the movies and there, were, there was a choice between uh, two movies, you know, that were starting close to uh, the time that I got there. And there was one movie uh, that I didn't choose that I later learned was a pretty good movie. And then there was this other movie that I chose that turned out to be a real dog. You know, it's just a really <laughs> lousy uh, movie. And later on, I was uh, complaining to Arden first. I said, you know, I wasted two hours of my life on that piece of crap. And uh, it was like, <laughs> they said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, you don't understand. Because you've been practicing forgiveness, that's why you chose that movie. Because if you chose the other movie, you would have gotten out at a different time. And if you chose that movie and got out at a different time, then on the way home, you would have been in a very bad car accident. And uh, it would have, you know, changed everything. It would have altered your life and not for the better. But because you had been uh, practicing forgiveness, uh, you didn't have to go through that lesson. And I I think, even though they didn't uh, technically say this, in the book, I think part of the reason for it is that as you practice forgiveness and as you go along, uh, the Holy Spirit is removing uh, unconscious guilt from your mind and literally healing your mind. And if you have less guilt in your mind, then you are less likely to hurt yourself. You are less likely uh, to believe that you deserve to be punished. Uh, you are literally able to be better to yourself. Mm-hmm as a result of this guilt being removed from your mind. And, you know, it's ironic, Jennifer, because people think that when they get into this kind of work that it's about giving up the world. Uh, It's not about giving up the world. It's simply about looking at it differently. And the irony is that if you're having less guilt in your mind, you actually end up enjoying your life more, not less. Absolutely. You know, so... uh, you know, I enjoy uh, listening to music more today than I ever did. I've been a musician uh, my whole life, and I actually enjoy listening to music more today than I ever did. Mm. And you're not going to lose uh, the appreciation and the joy that you have for these things that you enjoy in life. You know, you can still have your life, you can still have your relationships, you can still have uh, possessions and money and success if that's what you want, but it's a totally different way of looking at it. And eventually it's a guilt-free way of looking at it. Because if none of it is true, then there's nothing to give up. You know, there's nothing to sacrifice. Uh, And this is not about sacrifice. This is about uh, the end of sacrifice, as the Course puts it, because now you can give yourself a break. Now you can start to realize uh, that you're innocent and actually start to get in touch with that innocence. And that is a great feeling. You know, it's a great feeling to get in touch with your innocence and to realize that you don't have to punish yourself and you don't have to beat yourself up anymore. And if you do make a mistake, then you can forgive yourself. Uh, and, you know, if you don't do the course perfectly, you can forgive yourself. You know, I heard uh, my friend uh, Ken Wapnick say once, uh, he said, a good Course in Miracles student is a bad Course in Miracles student who forgives himself. <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, you're not going to do it perfectly. Uh, you're not going to be perfect on the level of the world or on the level of form. Uh, but what we need to understand is that there's no such thing as right or wrong behavior. There is such a thing, however, as right or wrong thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like uh, Shakespeare said, you know, nothing is good or bad, but thinking makes it, makes so. it so. It's like it's our interpretation of everything that is uh, causing us pain and causing us guilt and causing us uh, suffering. And uh, the Course is very much about uh, the end of suffering. Yes, it's a process, and it may be a lifelong process, but to me it's well worth doing because uh, you don't have to wait a lifetime to feel better. You know, you can uh, feel better fairly quickly through practicing forgiveness. And uh, you suffer less. As you suffer less, you have more of yourself. You know, if you can uh, forgive quicker and quicker as you go along, then you're going to spend much more time at peace. And uh, the Course says that a tranquil mind is not a little gift. Mm. You know, it's a big gift. And there are people in this world who would give anything to have a tranquil mind. Absolutely. And uh, I I look back on uh, the way that I was uh, 20 years ago, 
just before I started doing the course, and I used to worry about everything. You know, I was, uh, you know, uh, 41 years old, and uh, I was worried about my retirement. <laughs> you know, something yeah. that is so far removed from that particular place and time, yet I'm sitting there worrying about it. I worried about everything. In fact, I worried about things so much that I didn't even realize that I was worrying. Yeah. You know, I, I just thought that that's the way that you were supposed to be. And uh, eventually the course changed everything. Well, and, and that whole, know, I was yeah. just going to say that whole door of mystical expansion, deep healing, all the opportunities that were presented to you, for me, when I look at your life and having read Disappearance a couple of times, it all really began with, uh, in so many ways, or it seems to, it's like the big uh, explosion in your life happened when you made the decision to forgive that lawsuit. That was a big, big deal, because you didn't have to. And probably at that time, you know, your financial situation, you probably, you know, could have used that money, et cetera, et cetera, but you made a huge decision there, and it opened up the whole of your entire life. Uh, that is so true. It's like, uh, you know, when people read Disappearance, and, and there are, you know, I know a lot of people who have read it many times, and, uh, you know, it's right at the beginning that I made a decision. And the decision was that I wanted to remove conflict from my life. Now, I didn't know at the time what a tall order <laughs> that was going to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, I thought, well, I, thought I can do that in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not really, but uh, it was the decision yeah. that changed everything. And as a part of removing conflict from my life, you're right, uh, the, I think the first big decision that I made was uh, to drop this lawsuit that I had against a former business partner and, and friend. And... Uh, you know, I, I did that as an expression of, uh, you know, what many people will say. Like Bill Thetford said, there's got to be, you know, okay. another way. Well, I mean, that's not an original idea. I mean, any drunk uh, who was face down <laughs> in the gutter who lived to tell about it uh, said pretty much the same thing. You know, there's right. got to be a better way to this. And what I was saying at that time is that, you know, you know there, it does have to be a better way than this. And uh, I do want to remove conflict from my life. I made that decision. I called uh, my friend Dan, and uh, within uh, six months, he and I were actually doing the workbook of the Course in Miracles together over the phone. Mm. You know, so uh, wow. you know, you're going from, from suing somebody to doing a Course in Miracles with them. You know, and I've seen this uh, in my life in the, for the last 20 years. It's like uh, I went to a, a divorce that was rather bitter at the time uh, five years ago. Last year, uh, my former wife, uh, Karen, her boyfriend, Dave, my wife, uh, Cindy, and I, the four of us, got together for lunch, you know, and we're sitting there <laughs> together, and I'm looking at uh, Cindy talking to Karen you know, and they're getting along with each other just fine. And I'm thinking, my God, yeah. you know, uh, this forgiveness stuff actually works because all four of the people at that table uh, were into A Course in Miracles. Mm. And, uh, you know, incredible things can happen. Well, and, and you've uh, had I do physical wanna... healing. Yeah, yeah. It with can your even spine? Result in, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it can result in... Uh, physical changes in the body, which I noticed when I was doing the workbook. Uh, the workbook of the course is the most powerful thing that I've ever done, aside from uh, being taught the things that I was taught in the disappearance of the universe, but those things helped me in turn to actually do the course and, and to really comprehend what the course was saying to me even when I was doing uh, the workbook. Uh, one thing that I want to uh, point out about the experience of doing the book, uh, The Disappearance of the Universe, is that uh, for me at that time, it was a personal thing. Uh, It wasn't something uh, that I necessarily ever knew would be shared uh, with the world because at the time that I was doing it, I was isolated. I was in Poland Spring, Maine. uh, And, you know, I just did it as a way of uh, recording things for myself. And uh, it took, 
you know, 10 years from the time that Art and Person first appeared to me uh, to when the book was actually ready, when, it, when I was actually finished uh, writing it. That was a 10-year uh, period of time. And I, I think that people don't realize, because, you know, nowadays people will look back on it and say, oh, you wrote the book because, uh, you know, you want to make money from it or you want it to be famous or, or whatever. And what they don't understand is that during that entire 10-year period, I had absolutely no guarantee whatsoever <laughs> that that book would ever be published. You know, I, I had no guarantee uh, whatsoever that anybody would ever read that book. I, You know, I couldn't see the future. Certainly Arden and Persa could, but I couldn't. And so I never really knew what was going to happen with that book, and it might have uh, just ended up sitting on my bookshelf. You know, well, and what amazes life. me is that that is such an incredible labor that that book. It's so, it's just, it's such a beautiful, beautiful piece of work. It's so profoundly inspiring, and all those years, almost a decade, and you didn't tell anybody. Uh, that's right. Uh, I, I think don't know that, how you did that. Of course, I'm a girl, but <laughs> I don't know how well, you did that. Well, yeah, but you know. To tell you the truth, I wasn't in any big hurry to tell people that these two ascended pastors were <laughs> showing up on my living room couch, especially in Maine, because yeah. <laughs> it's like people would have looked at me like I was just crazy, you know. So it, it's not when you when you put yourself in my shoes, it, it's kind of like, uh, well, you know, maybe I don't even want to tell anybody this, you know. And it it took me a while to even get up the courage uh, when the book was ready. Well, that's you know, it. You're and, such a shy guy, like David Hoffmeister. He told me that he used to be just terrified of public speaking. You're the same, and now look at the two of you. Yeah, that's true. And, and I had no way of knowing uh, how far the book would go. I mean, uh, the book was just uh, published on the mainland of China. Amazing. And it's like, God, I mean, you know, how could this happen? You know, and but, you know, the Holy Spirit guided me as to what to do with the book, and so did Art in Persa. And I took it to the perfect place. You know, I mentioned that uh, our new meditation CD, Meditations for Couples, is being published by Fearless Books. Well, that's where I took uh, the disappearance of the universe. You know, I took it to D. Patrick Miller at Fearless Books, very small uh, company. And I thought, well, you know, this doesn't seem like, uh, you know, it's going to go very far if I, I'm taking it to this guy who you know, doesn't have any employees, and he's never published anybody else's <laughs> book ex except his own. You know, and I'm thinking, uh, you know, Arden and Persa, are you sure <laughs> that this mm -hmm. is the right? <laughs> like they didn't know what they were doing. And it was perfect. You know, it worked out perfect because it gave the book a chance to prove itself. And it was all word of mouth and all just Patrick and I figuring out ways because we didn't have any money to promote it. So we just you know, figuring out ways to uh, get people to know about it. And one of the ways that uh, he did that was that he threw me to the wolves on the Internet, mm -hmm. you know, into these chat rooms with these vicious people who hated me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was, like, uh, just incredible because uh, there was a lot of controversy at first about the book, and, and there still is in some circles. Yeah. But, uh, you know, at first it was, you know, people were incredulous. They were saying, you're kidding, right? I'm saying, no, you know, this is my experience. This is what happened. And uh, because it was controversy, people actually started uh, buying it and reading it. Mm. And, uh, you know, and then the more people found out about it, the more they would share it by word of mouth in a good way. And, and it turned out to prove itself, and then eventually Hay House took over uh, after about a year and a half. But by the time that uh, Hay House took over, we actually had the book in every single uh, Barnes & Noble bookstore in America, you know, just Patrick and I. So, uh, you know, it shows you what can happen uh, if, you know, you, you stay on message, you know, if you stay true to it. Uh, I believe that A Course in Miracles is relentlessly uncompromising. Yeah. And Art and Person were relentlessly uncompromising, and so I had to keep the book that way. I couldn't change it. I couldn't uh, alter the message uh, at all, and I couldn't allow anybody else to. And to this day... You know, even for my third book, I have it in my contract that uh, what Arden and Persis say cannot be changed by anybody. You know, and not too many uh, writers have that right. in their contract where you can say, you know, you cannot edit this. You cannot change this uh, unless I say you can, but I'm not going to change it. <laughs> you know, so 
uh, it's worked out pretty good so far as far as staying uh, on message. I believe that, uh, you know, the second book, uh, Your Immortal Reality, is the same way, and I believe that the third book is the same way. And uh, I've already agreed to do a fourth book with Arnon Hersa, but uh, I'm not going to make any, uh, you know, public comments about what it's about because I think uh, it's going to be something that's really going to surprise people when they see the title and the subtitle. Mm. But uh, Arnon and Percy haven't instructed me not to tell anybody uh, what it is. And uh, I think it's going to be fun, though. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm actually looking forward to, uh, you know, getting this third book uh, done because when I do that, I'll, I'm going to feel like I've kind of like turned a corner. You know, yeah. kind of like uh, uh, it's going to be a transitional yeah. uh, phase where I'm going to be doing uh, several different projects at once. Uh, I'll, I'll then be doing the fourth book. I'll be doing the TV series. I'll be doing a book with uh, Cindy. Cindy and I are going to uh, write a book together about relationships. And, uh, you know, so I think that our our meditations CD for couples is kind of like a step in that direction. Uh, and it's kind of like leading. In fact, we, Cindy and I have already started that book, but uh, it's on the back burner for me for a little while because of these other things. But uh, all these things, you know, they seem to be fitting together, and uh, it's kind of like a transitional phase right now where it's leading into these uh, new and exciting uh, projects. But no matter what I do, I think uh, the most important thing uh, for me will always be uh, the disappearance of the universe. It's kind of like that's that's really the foundation for me uh, as to how I believe, uh, how I learned A Course in Miracles, uh, I can always look back on it, and I'll, I'll still to this day open up the book and read a page or two and say, wow, it said that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I totally forgot that it said that. And like the Course, uh, you keep getting uh, the teachings of the Course on uh, deeper and deeper levels as you go along. So you, you, you continue to understand it better and, and have new realizations as the ego is undone. Uh, yeah, the words of the Course haven't changed. And the words in the disappearance of the universe haven't changed, mm -hmm. but you have because yeah. the ego has been undone. You know, so now you're uh, seeing those words from a different place. Absolutely. You know, you're seeing those words uh, from a place that is clearer and deeper because the ego is being undone. And uh, it's fun. It's a fun experience. That's, that's why I still love uh, reading the Course. It's always new. Uh, it's always... Uh, something that I can get something out of, no matter how many times uh, I read it. And, uh, you know, I I used to, you know, dabble in a lot of different kinds of spiritualities before I uh, was led to the Course. Uh, since then, I have not been able to dabble in these other spiritualities <laughs> because they just don't do it for me. You know, it's like they don't uh, keep giving me things on deeper and deeper levels the way that the Course does and the way that... Uh, uh, disappearance does. So, uh, you know, I'm very grateful for that. I'm very grateful for all kinds of things, you know, the thousands and, and thousands of people who I've gotten to meet all over the world, uh, and they tell me how important, you know, the book has been to them. And uh, it makes me realize that even though, you know, the teachings didn't come uh, from me, uh, at least I was able to play my part. You know, at least I was able to, you know, carry on the conversation, sometimes not too brilliantly, but, you know, I said some pretty dumb things looking back uh, at the books. But uh, at the same time, I was able to play my part, and I am able to share now uh, these uh, teachings with people. And uh, I can't think of anything, you know, I, that I'd rather do. I don't think that ever since Arden Persa first appeared to me uh, 20 years ago, I think that uh, probably from the second or third visit, I realized that all that I really wanted to do was share A Course in Miracles with people. Yeah. Yeah. And that was very early uh, in their visits. I, I thought, this is what I want to do. And it wouldn't matter if I was uh, successful. You know, I could still be uh, in Maine, you know, talking at study groups, and uh, that would be fine. You know, it's all the same. It's just that, uh, you know, we all have, uh, you know, our way of being led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And uh, if you told me 20 years ago that I'd be living in California, I never would have believed that. 
you know, and uh, that I'd be uh, living, you know, with this Making this woman. a TV pilot and things like this. Right, right. About I your mean, life. Uh, those kinds of things were not even on my radar. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, and, uh, you know, I know people, they, they'll read the books and say, well, how come you don't live in Hawaii? Because you always want to live in Hawaii. Right. And I say, well, this this just isn't the right time for that. You know, there's yeah. a reason why I'm in uh, the L.A. Uh, area, because there are projects here that, uh, you know, need to be done or should be done. Or I shouldn't say need to be done, but I, right. I feel guided yeah. uh, that they should be done. And, and uh, you know, this is yeah, this is the right place uh, for me to be. And, and I'm not ruling out the idea of uh, eventually living in Hawaii, even if it's just a part of the year. Uh, Cindy and I do an annual retreat every June. We go to the Big Island, and uh, you know, we, we have people come and we do a five-day. Uh, retreat and it is just uh, tremendous. It's a great deal of fun. It, it's deep. It's like uh, you know the kind of thing that I can see us doing uh, more of eventually in the future. But I don't see us doing it more than once a year, uh, at least for the next couple of years, because we have uh, so many other things that we're doing. But no matter what we do, and I think uh, this is important to remember. Like you know, we may appear to be running through the airport trying to catch a a plane and it's almost hopeless that we're going to get there on time and that's when it's time to practice forgiveness you know and it it always uh comes back to that you know no matter what you're doing no matter what you appear to be doing uh, our real job is forgiveness and Arden Persis specifically told me that in the disappearance of the universe he said whatever else you do that's your cover job but your real job is forgiveness and uh, I always try to remember that, and uh, I've gotten better. You know, I've gotten better and better at it. So nowadays, usually something happens, I forgive it, it's gone, it's over with. Yeah. And it doesn't take a long time. And uh, if it is taking a long time, then I know that there's something deep there yeah. that needs to be forgiven, that's, that's within me. Uh, maybe some kind of guilt that is coming uh, to the surface that was really buried way down uh, deep. But that's also an opportunity because that's uh, my opportunity to get rid of it and to be free. Indeed. Well, I think this is the we're at time here. This is a perfect opportunity for us to close. And uh, I'm going to say a blessing. And I just want to remind everybody, go to GaryRenard.com and you can find all the um, upcoming opportunities to go and see Gary in person. Gary is a wonderful speaker in person, and Cindy, and they're doing the music together and all these wonderful, uh, inspiring, motivating workshops and speaking engagements. Gary always cracks me up. He's, he's the funniest Course in Miracles teacher there is, and uh, he's just being in that room with you, Gary, is always a healing experience. So I encourage people to get a chance to go and see you, and all your your dates are there on your website. And I also want to remind everybody, you're going to have 48 hours to listen to the replay of this class. And Gary has packed it in. He always does. He's so completely committed to living this forgiveness material. He he is uh, so steeped in it that everything that he's sharing with us has many layers to it. So I'm inviting you to make an appointment with a friend, a loved one, and to <clears throat> re-listen to what has been shared here in this class. Make an appointment. With the replay, you can stop it, you can pause it, you can listen uh, very carefully, make notes, and then if you like... Of course, you can always purchase the downloads, purchase the transcripts, the CDs, the bound book. These options are available to you, the unlimited replay package. But you do have the 48-hour totally free replay, so you can invite your friends to come check it out for themselves. You've got uh, two whole days. So let's, let's place our hand on our heart again and give thanks. <clears throat> give thanks for Gary's precious life. Give thanks for the Holy Spirit. Give thanks for our own ability 
to remember that we are one with the one. We are one with each other. And this is where our salvation lies, that we have everything we need pre-installed to have a deep and healing, profound forgiveness practice. We have the ability to walk the talk. We have the ability for true healing and lasting transformation. We're activating it right now. We're giving the Holy Spirit the heavy lifting, and we are grateful that we can and we do share the benefits of our healing and our transformation with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and in gratitude, we accept our healing. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. This is Jennifer Hadley again. I invite you to remember that your dedication to your life of love is the best gift that you can share with the world. Love is the only healer, and it's always available to you for the asking. Remember, too, that you cannot have that which you're unwilling to share. Share the love today. Love out loud and know that all boats rise on this holy tide of love. Thank you for joining us. Please go to jenniferhadley.com for more tools and practical loving support every day.